Fish, your boy. It is Will, the pimp, the, <clears throat> the plant-based pro. Will the thrill. You are listening to the plant-based for life radio podcast on the Streets of Talking 24-hour podcast network. Again, I'm your host, Will, and I am glad you are on tonight listening to me because you could have been doing anything else, but you're here on the show. Tonight's show is going to be informative. It's going to be fun like all the rest of them. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a great discussion, and we're going to talk about something that can be beneficial to your health and wellness, to yourself, to you, and your family, those who want it. Let me put my disclaimer out here right out the beginning that I am not a doctor, have never claimed to be a doctor. I do not offer any medical advice. I just offer some suggestions and some things that I have tried, which has helped my health get a lot better than it was some many, many years ago. As people know from my other shows, and people that's close to me know that I reverse type 2 diabetes, no longer on statins, no longer taking metformin and all those pills that they want you to take for the rest of your life. And I did that by switching to a plant-based diet. So I have a company called Plant-Based for Life, and we'll talk about that a little later. I'm in this for the long haul. I am not a meat basher. I don't care what people do. When they come to me for advice, I give them suggestions. And anything that I have suggested to them, I have tried on my own. I am my own guinea pig. The products that I sell, the CMOS gels, the infusions, the homemade ginger ale, and all the things that I make. I experiment on me first, and then I let people know the results. If they're good, I tell the truth, and if they're bad, I tell the truth. I also ask people questions about their lifestyle and their meds and things that they got going on in their life, and sometimes I do recommend that you go see your doctor before you deal with me. Let them know that you're trying some things and see what they suggest. However, I'm not too fond of their advice. Not all of them are the same, though. Let me put that out there. There are some good ones that understand alternatives and alternative ways to live, and they incorporate that in some of their treatments. But not all of them do that, and that's where I have a problem. Some of them are quick to give you the pharmaceutical death sentence, I call it, and put you on stuff that you'll be on for the rest of your life with side effects that are worse than the actual thing that it's treating. And I got a problem with that. So that's just me. So... We've talked about on previous shows, CMOS gel, immune systems, superfoods. But today, you know, I've been getting a lot of uh, people asking me questions about this plant-based thing. And what, how can I start? What do I need to do? What is the difference between veganism and vegetarianism? What, how can I start? Can I do it cold turkey? Can I just, you know... So what we're going to do today, we're going to talk about transitioning from what you're doing now into a plant-based diet or lifestyle. I don't like to say diet. I like to say lifestyle because it is a lifestyle diet. You be on for a little while and then you get off of it and then you gain all your weight back or all your ailments come back or whatever happens. It comes back because it was only temporary. With a lifestyle change, you incorporate positive habits that are repetitious and you do them several times until it becomes normal to you and then it is incorporated into your life. So that's why it's a plant-based lifestyle and not a diet. So we're going to discuss that and we're going to dive in to how to smoothly transition to a plant-based diet or how to just add a few more vegetables into your life. Some of you ain't going to give up meat. We know that. Some of you all are just not going to do it because you are either afraid that you're going to miss something or you're going to worry about the taste and say, oh, I just, you know, I just can't see myself eating vegetables. You know, I had a little meme I posted on Facebook that said, 
I could never go vegan. And then at the bottom in fine print it said, said by most current vegans before. <laughs> uh, you never know something until you try it. You know, I said when I, you know, I was a vegetarian first. And that means that I still uh, indulged in certain animal products. I just didn't eat flesh. But I still like my milk. I still like cheeses. I still like butter and ice creams and all those things. And then, as time went on, you know, I switched to the plant-based life. And so, the vegan, which, there's a difference between plant-based and vegan. So, they kind of try to inter intertwine the words, but there's some differences. And we'll discuss that and we'll talk about the differences in, 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 in titles. You know, we all, society is caught up in titles. You know, in, in, in religion, you got the bishop, the deacons, the preacher, the, the doctor, the, 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 the most high. You know, they got all these different titles for the man who brings the word of God. I just call myself a servant. That's what I am. So, I'm going to start serving you guys. And we're going to talk about how to smoothly transition to a plant-based diet. And as usual, I have a lot of notes that I have studied up on. I already know this. Now, now technically, I could do this whole hour show on based on my experiences. But I like to give some concrete evidence from not just myself, but from other sources so that you get a full spectrum of information so that it's not biased and it's not all about what my experiences is. We'll talk about my experiences as we go along with this thing. But definitely, we're going to dive into that we're going to talk about uh what the cdc stands for uh, or, or how the cdc um feels about our diet and as it relates to COVID, because you know COVID hasn't went anywhere it's still here here we are in mid-october about two and a half months left before the year is over and it's growing and increasing in some areas you know, some states have had to go backwards because of the COVID. Some states are shutting back down and they're putting travel orders and all this stuff back. It's almost like we're going back to the beginning of where we were back in March or late February. And it's because of recklessness in some folks. It's because we've let our guard down and we're doing what we want to do because we, you know, I have rights. Yes, and other people have rights that you're around that you're infecting. And, and, and your seniors and people with underlying conditions, you know, they have rights too. But we tend to be selfish when it comes to others' rights. And then we want to, you know, beat on our chest that we're having things taken away from us. I heard a doctor say today <laughs> that we're in a twindemic, meaning that we're in flu season or either getting there or we're right there, and we still have the uh, COVID pandemic. So he called it a twindemic because there was a young lady that the, 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 the news report was about a young lady who was going through some very bad symptoms similar to COVID. And so she took the COVID exam because she was in the hospital, I believe, because she was feeling bad. And she took the COVID exam. However, she came up negative. And so they were like, wow. So, you know. She was still sick and going through. So upon further review, they found out that she had a case of the influenza. So that's when the experts start saying, wow, it's almost hard to tell the difference between the two because they have similar symptoms. But that what we're going to have now, is, and then they did say that a person could literally have both of them at the same time. Now that is pretty scary. To say the least. Body is already struggling with one and then it's bombarded with another. See, this is why it is so important to control the things that we can, which is what we put inside of us. The things that we consume, what we uh, eat, the, uh, the, the water, the fluids, the rest, the exercise. This is stuff that we can control. We can't control again what goes on in Washington. We can't control uh, uh, people wearing masks and, and and not doing what they're supposed to do and being socially distant. We can't control that. 
but we can control what goes in our bodies. We can control how we work on our own immune systems, how we drink the fluids, how we eat the proper foods with the vitamins, the minerals, sea moss. You know, I'm big on sea moss because of what it can do, not just because I sell it, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's helping people. I get calls every day from people about the things that are going on good in their life using sea moss. But there's so many other superfoods out there, as I said on my last show, that people need to get into. But let's talk about people, how they want to transition from eating flesh or animal products and try to get into a more plant-based type of a lifestyle. Uh, more and more people are switching to a plant-based diet thanks to a proven health and environment environmental benefits. And in the U.S. itself, more than a third of consumers are actually trying to eat more plant-based foods. That's the reason why you're starting to see more plant-based options in grocery stores and in restaurants because people are starting to demand those healthier options. But the funny part about all that is that, you know, wherever there's something where the masses want, there's some other folks that's trying to get rich off of it that don't even care about your health and well-being. They just see that it's a hot trend. It's a hot fad. That's why a lot of meat companies are putting out plant-based options. <clears throat> They're putting out plant-based options, and not all of them are real healthy for you. I mean, you know, I always want to say that eating those fake meats and and, and processed uh, vegan-type foods, and some of them are not even all vegan, but most of them are, but some of these foods are great transitional foods for you to stop eating real meat and real flesh and real animal products, okay? So, however, as you will find out and we'll talk about later on, is that you really want to get more into preparing your own foods, shopping in the produce sections, Buying all of these dishes or all of these things that you can make your own foods with, your own dish. You don't want to live off a, a <laughs> you don't want to live off of processed vegan foods and vegetarian foods on your walk. You know, I saw a, a little Facebook joke where someone said, "Why is there so many fat vegans? What y'all doing? Frying y'all lettuce?" <laughs> and I thought that was quite funny. Um, but the bottom line is there are a lot of health, uh, very heavy and overweight vegans who are not that healthy. They're just not eating plant-based food. I mean, uh, they're not just, they're not eating animal products, but they're still eating pretty unhealthy. And, um, so veganism is not really, uh, associated with health because you got so many people that's unhealthy. But there's a way to eat plant-based and eat healthy, and uh, we'll talk about that soon. But you know, this plant-based, uh, this plant-based wave of of interest also has a strong celebrity backing, and then you got popular social media campaigns like Meatless Monday. So you know, plant-based eating has become the biggest dining trend of the last few years. Meatless Monday, let's talk about that. Some people ask me, well, how do I get started on uh, eating uh, a plant-based diet or a lifestyle? How do I eliminate or try to just cut back? Some people don't even want to stop eating meat, but they recognize that there are some issues. There is definitely some issues with living and eating all of this animal flesh that's full of all kinds of chemicals and steroids and additives and and, and, and antibiotics and things. So people just starting to want to cut back. That's why a lot of these companies are marketing to the flexitarian more than the vegetarian or the vegan or the plant-based person. They're, they're, they're marketing their products to somebody who's like, you know, I don't really want to give up eating meat, but I do want to cut back, but I want something that reminds me that tastes like meat. So then you have people like Burger King and Impossible coming out with the Impossible Whopper or White Castles with the Impossible Slider or the Beyond Burgers and things like that. That's where all of this stuff is coming from. And it's, it's got a lot of momentum and, and it's making a lot of money. I mean, Beyond uh, Meat Stock 
alone when they went public was the hottest stock on the market for months because it's big business now to do this because it's popular. But I tell people, you know, do start with a meatless Monday. Just don't eat any meat on Monday. Make all sides if you want. But just don't eat no animal flesh. That's all. Just, you know, just, you know, work on something that's not, that's not a, 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 uh, uh, something that doesn't have a mother or a father. How about that? Something that doesn't have a mouth or a butt. That's what you do. Eat something like that. Then you, uh, you know, you'll start learning. If you do it every Monday, that's four Mondays out the month that you have not had meat. So you'll start learning and you'll get creative with that. But we'll talk about some options in a few. So what constitutes a plant-based lifestyle? See, a plant-based lifestyle is one that centers on whole plant foods, namely vegetables, fruits, whole grains, legumes, which are beans, to those of you all who didn't know that. Beans, lentils, things like that. Mushrooms, nuts, seeds, herbs, and spices. Says Juliana Hever, a California-based nutritionist, founder of Plant-Based Dietitian, and author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Plant-Based Nutrition. I repeat that for you, so maybe you want to go pick that up or get on Amazon and order it if you're considering changing your lifestyle. It's called The Complete Idiot's Guide to Plant-Based Nutrition. Now, you've seen a lot of those Complete Idiot's books, so you know that those are pretty helpful. I got one on investing. So try to get that book if you're interested. And she says, while plant-based eating is often used synonymously with vegan diet, the two aren't the same, like I mentioned. The word vegan represents a food or diet that is devoid of animal products, but it doesn't specify what exactly the diet is composed of. One place this can be confusing is that the vegan diet is known to be healthy. But french fries, Oreo cookies, and plant-based milk ice creams are also vegan. However, they don't count as a as healthy food Hever says so the bottom line is that the vegan diet can be plant-based but a plant-based diet is not necessarily always vegan so why is plant-based lifestyle good for you i'm glad you asked plant-based lifestyle is the only diet that is shown to not only prevent but to reverse advanced stage cardiovascular disease, and type 2 diabetes. Now, I can attest to that second one, the type 2 diabetes one, because I'm a living proof that it's true. And this is not read in a book. This is nothing that I made up on my own. I actually lived and experienced that. And I tell people that, and I know others uh, in circles that have said the same thing. So it does work. Now, everybody's different. There's your caveat. Everyone is different. Everyone should monitor and know their own body. You should know your own body anyway. That's why I tell certain doctors, you know, hey, I'm not taking that. Don't prescribe that. I don't need that. That's why I did that. Now, I, again, when I go to them, because I go get a physical, because you need to. I told you, they got a place. Doctors have a place. Medical community has a place. But a small place in my life anyway. But, you know, I tell them all the time, you're responsible for the diagnosis. Definitely not the healing. Okay? I'm going to treat myself with the foods that come out the ground, which most of your pharmaceuticals are derived from herbal derivatives anyway. Think about it. We'll do a show on that one day. Medicine. We'll do a show. But anyway, studies also suggest that plant-based eating is associated with sustainable weight management, reduced risk of mortality, and lower risk of heart disease. In addition, it's also linked to the prevention and treatment of hypertension, high cholesterol, and lower certain type, lower risk of certain cancers. Hmm. So what we're saying is. There's some significant things that this thing will do for you, this lifestyle. 
You just have to, you know, learn. You have to learn. You have to learn. You have to, you know, be teachable. You have to come into this with an open mind. Let me talk about that. There are so many people out here who will close up and not even learn about something different that can help them. Some people will tell you right off the bat, I don't think I can ever stop eating meat. I don't, because they keep worrying about things with the taste. Taste, 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 taste. We're going to taste ourselves right into the grave because we're so worried about missing out on taste. And I'm here to tell you the meals that I prepare, I have meat eaters saying, so there's really no meat in this? Because I make flavorable plant based food. I make plant based food that people can kind of say, man, and I've heard this before. People have told me this. Man, if I could eat like this, I definitely could give up meat. You can. You can eat like that. I didn't just start doing this overnight. This was a process. I learned these things. I experiment. I told you I'm my own guinea pig. All my recipes didn't come out the way that they are now. There was trial and error involved. You know, after a while, you're going to get tired. You know, I know I know a lot of uh, people when they're starting out and they want to change their lifestyle and want to eat vegan or vegetarian or whatever, they don't have any options So, because they didn't plan this thing out. So what they do is they start eating a lot of salads. That's their, that's their, that's their way of going vegan. I'm just going to eat salads every day. And I'll be like, okay. And knowing that after a while, you're going to get tired of that. Because I don't care how many different salad dressings you switch to. And a lot of them don't even switch up to vegetables. You know, there's so many vegetables that you can eat raw. You don't just have to eat the same salad with onions, tomatoes, cucumbers, and iceberg lettuce. I don't even like iceberg lettuce that much. So I like romaine and I like salad greens and all that kind of stuff. But my point is that they start eating that. And then after about a week or two, they fall off because they're not really, that this is not what they, they intended it to be because they're missing something. They're missing something, the umani, umami we say in, in cooking, that, 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 that earth, that wholesome, that, 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 that flavor, that taste, that, that, mm, that comfort food taste. They miss that. Eating just salads because salads are good, but you know, most of the time we eat salads, they're like on the side of our plate with that big steak and that baked potato. But you know, you can, you know, you have to just have all right. That's why it's a planning thing. It's a planning, it's a planning thing, and it takes a little willpower. But see, I always tell people your willpower is not going to really work if you're unprepared because you're going to go back to the old way. You're going to go back to the old way. Some people can do a cold turkey, you know, if they have a health health issue. Doctor tells them, you know, your arteries are three-fourths clogged, and we're going to put a stent in you, and then all of a sudden you'll be like, oh, you want to switch all of a sudden and stop that and, and, and start eating right, which is almost too late. But, you know, the body is forgiven. So if you just start doing the right things, the body will start to heal itself. It'll start on the path immediately. If you quit smoking today, tomorrow your body will start the healing process. And the same thing with the things that we... There are foods out there that are designed to clean out your arteries. There are foods out there that cleanses your bloodstream. There are foods out there that helps with the urinary tract. There are lots of foods out there. There's medicine in the foods that we eat. But if we eat a, a, a diet of processed foods and fatty and sugary foods and and, and, and I'm going to eat what I want because it tastes good. Well, they'll be saying that and eating that same food at your repast. Trust me. So I would say in starting out, start slow. Start slow. Pick you a few meals, rotate through them in a week. If you're if you're if you're gonna once you graduate from meat free Monday, you know there's so many different things you could do. I mean oatmeal is plant based. You can have that for breakfast instead of, uh, you know murdered embryos and slaughtered cholesterol. You know you can have pastas. 
veggie stir fries, bean and rice burritos, lentil stew, three bean chili. So there's a lot of things that you can have that's wholesome. There's a lot of foods you can have that will fill and what they say, put meat on your on your bones, fill you up. But you gotta you gotta be creative. You gotta and again, as I said earlier, you have to have an open mind. Because if you don't, you're not going to be able to see some of the things and, and, and be attentive to what's out there. Yeah, you can go and go to the, the frozen food section at the grocery store and find a whole lot of Morningstar products, Gardein, corn, uh, um, who else, Beyond Meat. It's so many of them out there now. I mean, now you got uh, Incog, Mito, which is by Kellogg. You got, uh, what's the one, Light Life. I don't know who makes them. You have Pure Farms and Pure Farms. Is owned by the largest pork producer in the world, uh, Smithfield Farms. So you have a bunch, and then there's a bunch of them that that I don't even name that are out there to get you know the 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 fox meat, phony meat products. But you can make your own burgers. You know, a good black bean burger. You can make that yourself out of black beans. You can make things. We use mushrooms. I use mushrooms for a variety of things. I know people are like, oh, I don't like mushrooms. I just don't like the taste. Then they eat some of my fried oyster mushrooms, and they be like, damn, that tastes like fish. Is that chicken? So, you know, there's a lot of things. I made some, some vegan ribs, plant-based vegan ribs. That people looked at them, and when they was on Facebook on one of the vegan social groups I'm in, they accused me of actually putting a picture of real meat on the post. And I thought they were playing, but some of them were serious. So, but you learn these things. You learn these things because you want to change. And you sincerely want to change because when you talk about lifestyle, lifestyles change. Diets are temporary. Diets are something that you do. When you got a certain goal or something, like I'm going to my class reunion, or I'm going to such and such wedding, and I'm a bridesmaid, and I'm trying to get in this dress, so I'm going to have to lose about 10 pounds. You know, that's what diets are for. Diets are, are kind of like goal-related. They're like, I want to fit in this bikini because I'm going on my anniversary to Cancun, and I don't want to be walking on the beach looking like a, 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 a killer whale or something. I don't know. But a lifestyle change, that's something that's permanent. That's something that's going to help you. That's something that will deal with medical conditions and chronic pain and, and illnesses and things of that nature. That's what a lot of people are trying. Even, you know, with COVID right now, you know, and I'm going to get to what the CDC says in a minute about this stuff. Because there was some interesting stuff I read about what the CDC said about our lifestyles in relationship to COVID. And I know some of us know this because we hear this on the news and we, they've been talking about this forever. But yet, we still do the same stuff. It's like insanity. Doing the same things, expecting different results. It's like... I'm going to wear a mask, but I'm going to eat whatever the hell I want. And I see that at the grocery store. Carts full of mucus-producing foods and high-sugary beverages and sugary cereals and meats and, and dairy and all of this. But you got on a mask and you 600 pounds. Okay. And then the uh, more of the tragedy is that we're taking that home and feeding our kids that way. I see, and I'm not being judgmental, I'm just telling you about observations, but I see parents who are very big and obese because America is the most obese nation in the world. And I see a little kid following behind them that's big as, I'm like, 
you know, automatically the first thing comes to my mind is juvenile obesity and juvenile diabetes. And because the child isn't old enough or grown enough to get in the car and drive themselves to the grocery store and don't have any money to pick their own foods out if they wanted to eat healthy, then <laughs> they're subject, and they're going to eat because they're at home with their mamas or their parents. So we, we're really selling our children short when we feed them some of the same poison that has gotten us into the chronic illness status. And furthermore, not trying to help them to eat healthier so that they have a chance at life later on. Because let me tell you all something. I'm an insurance guy. And I see time after time people who are uninsurable. One thing I tell people is to get their insurance early in life when they don't have all these different chronic ailments and diabetes and heart diseases and, 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 and all the other stuff that keeps you from getting life insurance. But think about your children. I always say it's very good to get insurance on children at an early age just in case they become uninsurable. Well, right now, the way we're feeding them, they are going to be uninsurable by the time they're at an age to put insurance on them. Definitely, if you're not putting no insurance on them now, why they can pass a medical. You got to think about this stuff. We're raising a generation of sluggish, sedentary, stay in the house and play Xbox and PlayStation, don't get out and do no exercise generation of kids. And then because they make clothes in their sizes and they make people, they make clothes that you think you look good, you really don't care about your health because as long as you look good and you're accepted, that's your out. And again, it's not a judgmental thing. It's an observation because I care about the well-being of my people and I care about the well-being of, of young people. And carrying a bunch of extra weight, trust me, I know it. I've had it. My weight has gone up and down many times. I was in a weight loss contest and won $10,000. So I know uh, what what happens when you have excess weight and then, then that breeds diabetes. That breeds high cholesterol. We have to, folks, we have to realize that it is the fork that is putting us in early graves sometimes. We have to. We have to stop turning a blind eye to what we're consuming on a daily basis and start really paying attention and shopping in the least shopped areas in the grocery store, which is the produce market. We got to. So also, while we're transitioning, you want to cut down on meat and processed food intake. So instead of going cold turkey from the beginning, start by changing the, the proportion of plant and animal-based foods on your plate. So this will give your mind and body time to accommodate to the new diet. Make simple changes like adding a large portion of salad or a fresh fruit bowl to your daily meals. Next, get rid of meat and dairy products you don't like much anyway. And gradually work on swapping animal-based ingredients with plant-based alternatives in your favorite recipes. So there is, you know, plant-based butters. There's plant-based milks. There's plant-based, that's just about plant-based, anything that you can get animal-based. I have in my refrigerator plant-based butter. You can get plant-based sour cream. You can get plant-based uh um what am i saying plant-based um milks all different kinds of plant-based milks you can get you can get uh plant-based ricotta cheeses you, so there's many many different things you can substitute for animal products you know and even if you love chili man you can put lentils in chili you can you can use uh, uh ground up mushrooms just all kinds of different things you can kind of substitute for meat things in your current dishes. I make a four bean chili and I put, you know, different, uh, like I use walnuts, soak ground walnuts. I, I soak the walnuts, then I post them in my food processor. I add the seasonings that you would use for like if it's spaghetti or something, you use Italian seasoning. If it's chili, then you use, you know, cumin and chili powder, garlic powder, all that. So, you put all that, you know, sun-dried tomatoes, and you post that, and I promise you, I got a picture of it I'll post on Plant-Based for Life um, uh, Facebook page, and you'll see 
that it looks just like ground beef. And you're listening to The Streets Are Talking, 24-hour podcast network. I am Will, your host, and this is the Plant-Based for Life radio show. And we're talking about how to transition to a plant-based lifestyle. So another thing you can do, because you, I mean, you can use cauliflower for different things. We make cauliflower like buffalo wings. You know, you bread the cauliflower and you can bake them. You don't have to fry everything. That's the thing. You can put the batter and, and do the things like that with the cauliflower and then put it in the oven. Or right now, air fryers are popular. So there's things you could do to have that comfort food where you, and taste good, will throw your, will blow your mind. You know, I'm telling you right now. I'm sponsoring my company, plantbasedforlife.com. I'm sponsoring a party bus tour of vegan restaurants on World Vegan Day, uh, November 1st, here in Chicago, Illinois. And we're going to take some non-vegans or some people who are teeter-tottering about the lifestyle. We're going to take them to about four vegan restaurants in this city where they could try some of the things that these restaurants serve and see what most of us who are in the plant-based world already know. That you do not have to substitute flavor and goodness just because you don't eat animal products. Another thing you could do is go for plant-based breakfast. So once you've tested the water, you can take the next step by committing to eat at least one plant-based meal every day. So a wholesome Vegetarian breakfast or vegan breakfast or plant-based breakfast is a good place to start. And, you know, if you're looking for some quick inspiration, you can... I'm going to tell you this. There's a lot of recipes on Pinterest. If you got Pinterest, that is the plant-based, the vegan, the vegetarian, that's the meat eater, that's whoever you want to be. That is a place you can get recipes and recipes and recipes and recipes endless amounts of recipes you can create your own boards i got a raw vegan board i got a vegan board i got a i think i got some other i got all kinds of boards on pinterest you can just create boards and the recipes that you find on pinterest you take that and you save those and you go back to them I mean, some of my recipes, and I got a lot of recipes in my head that I make on my own, but a lot of recipes I get from Pinterest, and I tweak them into my own creation. You know, I tweak them, and then I may do this. Like, for instance, I'll give you a perfect example. My, uh, I make these ribs out of jackfruit, um, vital wheat gluten, which they call seitan, and I add roasted lion's mane mushrooms post in the food processor i add that to it and then i you know do what the recipe calls and i bake them and then i slather them in barbecue sauce and blah 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 this that and the other and they come out looking like and tasting like (laughs) similar to ribs and i got proof and witness and people who will testify i got a facebook post I, i delivered some ribs to a client last sunday Met her at a, at, at a grocery store parking lot. We exchanged the products. And before I got home, before I got home, she had already posted a great Facebook review on them ribs. I also slipped her a little sample of my newest cre- creation, my, uh, my jerk, vegan jerk chili for being chili. And she liked that too. So again, creativity make things up make things your own you know you make it for what for you make it to how you like it but you know again you you can pick any meal of the day and make it plant-based you don't have to just have a plant-based dinner you can say well today instead of, i mean because once you get beyond meat-free monday and you start liking this thing then you might say well okay i'm going to I'm going to make my lunch plant-based. You may go to Chipotle, like 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 some people I know. You go to Chipotle and, and and say, well, you know, give me pinto beans and rice, brown rice, and 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 all the fixings other than anything with the animal products, so you don't have to get the cheese. 
but you can get the beans. I mean, I get pinto, black beans, brown rice, and a little sauce, whatever. You can make that burrito bowl a plant-based bowl. So there's things that you can find. You just have to be <clears throat> looking out and attentive to what you're trying to do. Then And then we talk about, so protein, the protein myth. Number one, that we have to get protein from animals. <laughs> Somebody said, well, where do you get your protein from? I said, the same place you get yours. Except I get it before it's a third party. I get it before the cow gets it. So your cow gets his protein from eating grass. I get my protein from eating green leafy vegetables as well. And other vegetables and, and, and plant-based foods like beans and nuts and seeds and legumes and green leafy vegetables and things of that nature. And I don't have to get the protein from the animal that also gives me uh, the other things that the animal gets. The disease, the, the steroids, the antibiotics, the bovine growth hormone that they shoot in cattle so that they can grow up in like three days from a calf. <laughs> you know, I don't have to get all that extra all that adrenaline that rushes into that cow's uh, uh, muscles when he knows he's about to be slaughtered. Because you don't think that they know that, right? You don't think that they saw their cousin leave out the barn and never come back. You don't think that that, that they're not kind of riled up. And then you get all that adrenaline and disease and pus. You know, hmm, you know that the FDA allows a certain amount of pus in milk, don't you? You do know that, don't you? Pus and blood. To be exact. Look it up. Don't just believe in me. Look it up. There's a site called notmilk.com. It'll tell you a whole bunch of things. But you don't have to just get it there. Just just Google it. And see how much pus and blood they allow in uh, our dairy milks that we drink. And here's the funny thing. And I said this before on the show. We're the only mammal that drinks another mammal's milk. Let that marinate in your head for a minute. We're the only mammal that drinks another mammal's milk. And furthermore, check this out. Once a cow is grown and is no longer a calf, you don't see him sucking on his mama's udder anymore, do you? But we drink it. We see the ads from the Dairy Association. Got milk? Milk does a body good? <laughs> No, study that a little more and you'll see that milk. And don't get me wrong, I love the milk. I love the milk. I drink a big old glass of whole milk and eat a whole row of Oreo cookies and wonder why I was 400 pounds. Oh, I know why. Because they said that Oreo cookies were 400 calories per serving. And then I said, well, what's a serving? And then I read the package and it said two cookies. Uh-oh. And I'm eating rolls of them and big old glasses of whole milk? Well, come on. I was a heart attack waiting to happen. But yeah, you got to do your homework, folks. You got to study up on stuff. We can't just be blindly eating stuff like lemmings jumping off of a cliff. We have to have... If I'm tell you what. I tell this to young people all the time. You can eat crazy all you want now, but the way you eat now will determine how you live when you're in your 50s. Trust me, I know this. Trust me. If you don't do what you need to do now and start eating those fresh fruits and vegetables and drinking that pure water and getting rest and all that, don't think it won't catch up with you if you live through it. There's young people dying all the time in their 30s from clogged arteries and heart attacks and diabetes, getting foot feet cut off. And it's it just, you know, people, believe it or not, it's in what we eat, whether we want to believe it or whether we want. But this protein thing, I'm, I encourage you to watch this movie, The Game Changers, on Netflix. It'll kill the myth about protein and, and professional athletes and, and how protein affects us. In fact... We get excessive consumption of protein, and it's unnecessary and can also be harmful. What we need to meet our requirements for the nine essential amino acids in our body cannot synthesize on its own. See, so that's what we need. 
we need those nine essential amino acids. And all plant foods contain amino acids in different proportions, and there's a plenty of plants and plenty of protein in plants to meet all the requirements. But you need to also, while you're out here eating all this stuff, know your food. You can eat Oreos and drink Diet Coke and call yourself a vegan because <laughs> ain't no ain't no animal products in it. it it's it's still it's still it's still vegan food. But see, highly processed oh, highly processed foods are damaging to our health. Damaging to our health. So therefore, it's, you know, like I'll tell you this, even though I talked about the Beyond Burgers and, and the other things, I told you all before that if those are the only things you can eat for now to try to sway yourself away from eating animal products, then so be it. But it's better to indulge in these foods only once in a while because it's better in general to stick to whole foods as much as possible. So I tell people, you know, Beyond Sausage, that's one of the best sausages, uh, plant-based sausages you can find. I can put some Beyond Brats, barbecue some on the grill or some hot Italians or whatever and put them sausages right next to uh, 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 the, the, the meat counterparts and people at a barbecue and don't say nothing and give them to them. And I promise you, they won't know the difference. They will not know the difference if they're putting the same fixings on there, the grilled onions, the, the, the mustard, and all those kind of things. Definitely. Definitely will not know. And But that's not something that I eat every day. Every now and then I have a taste for that and I have it. But see, here's the good thing. Because I eat the way I eat already, I'm not too concerned because most of my foods are whole foods. Most of my foods I'm prepared on my own, and they're not overly processed. They're not processed like that. I do shop in the produce sections at Peach Produce and Jewels and Walmart. I go into those sections, Myers. I look for those sales on that produce. I use a lot of mushrooms. I go to Asian markets and get lots of different kinds of mushrooms. I got lion's mane mushroom, which are very good for your brain, cognitive health. I go get all these different mushrooms have so many healthy things. I'm certainly going to do a show on the different foods that we use at some point so that you know what these foods actually can do for you. One day, we'll do that one one day down the line. Maybe around Thanksgiving when people are eating all this other unhealthy food that they're trying to <laughs> eat up. And, you know, this is the time of year right now where people are going to gain about 20 pounds. Between now and the end of the year, then they're going to have some of them shallow, shallow um, New Year's resolutions. I'm going to join the health club and I'm going to lose some weight. And then they go join the health club and go to the health club about two weeks. And then that's it. They don't see them again. It's, 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 it's a vicious cycle. You know, it is. But, you know, you just, again, do a little homework. You got to put a little work into this. This is not something that's just going to fall into your lap. You know, I put a lot of time and effort in who I am and what I do. And still, you know, I just had to tell somebody I just bought me a new water jug because I still wasn't drinking as much water as I should have. Hydration, very important. Pure water, not pop, not juice, not milk. Well, it got water in it. No, not that. Pure alkaline water or spring water. Drink that and drink enough of it. Not just eight glasses a day, but if that's all that you can consume. And then it's important to eat your water. There's a lot of foods that have water in them, like watermelon, cantaloupe, a lot of your melons. You want to eat those foods because it, it affects your body differently and it keeps you from going to the bathroom a lot if you got to use the bathroom and overwork your kidneys and all that. But it's still good to consume water by drinking it. Again, know your body and know what you need. And when you're trying to change and, and change your lifestyle, you want to stock up on healthy foods. Stock up on healthy foods. You know, one way of trying to incorporate a new lifestyle is you got to get rid of the old lifestyle. 
So you can't have cabinets of food that you don't want to eat and refrigerators of food that you don't really want to eat anymore and then try to switch and eat some of the stuff that you want to eat because those things are over there in the cabinet calling you. You know, like cookies call me when I'm at the grocery store walking down the aisle and I'm pushing the cart and I hear something, I'm like, huh? And it'd be, uh, what? Because I'm addicted to cookies. So I have to be careful because, you know, they got vegan cookies and things, and I've eaten them. I bought some from the vegan treat lady here in Chicago. Chocolate chip vegan cookies, and they were very good. But my point is, sugar is destructive to our bodies, too. And there's some healthy sugars like aguave nectar and stevia and stuff like that. So you don't have to eat white cane sugar if you don't want to. But you got to stock up on foods that's going to keep you from uh, uh, going backwards. You know, it's not, you know, so changing your lifestyle and maintaining it isn't about willpower. Instead, it's about taking the right approach. And that means planning, 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 planning. You have to plan this thing out. You know, we do, I have a group called Raw Fruits and Veggie, 21-Day Raw Fruits and Veggie, Illinois, Detox, Detox, Illinois, where twice a year, we go on a 21-day raw fruits and veggie detox. And the first thing I tell people when we're about to do it is I give them a week of heads up before the detox starts. And I tell them the number one thing that's going to defeat you in this detox is you're not going to have enough food. So I tell them in a week, a week in advance to start stocking up on things like nuts and seeds, especially the snacking things. Because you're eating raw. You're drinking juices and water and eating raw food. So you're going to get hungry. But the good thing is you're eating raw so you can pig out on raw fruits and vegetables pretty much. Nuts and seeds. You know, and if you're allergic to nuts, then eat seeds. But the point is that you want to be ahead of the game so that you're not looking for something to eat and you don't have any healthy options. And now all of a sudden you're searching that cabinet looking for them Oreos or them skins, or them chips, or them Cheetos, or anything like that, that tub of ice cream. You got to start looking, and you can make ice cream, healthy ice cream. I made some strawberry ice cream out of frozen bananas, almond milk, strawberries, and aguave nectar in my Vitamix blender, and my grandkids ate that up. They didn't even know. Papa, what you doing in the blender? making ice cream. He making ice cream. And they saw it and I put frozen bananas in there and it was good. Put it in the freezer and let it harden up and scooped it out and they didn't know the difference. See, when I talk about things like that, that's creativity. You can do things as long as you, Pinterest, I'm telling you, Pinterest, go on Pinterest. Keep your meals fun and exciting. Focus in on foods you like and ones that are easy accessible to you. Yeah, so find stuff that you like to eat. They're vegetables. Even, even the, the, the most hungriest meat eater, I know there's a vegetable or two that you like. You got to do this to make it fun. If it, if it becomes burdensome and worrisome and stressful, you're not going to do this long. You're not. So the best thing to do is to have fun. You know, get somebody on board with you. That way you got some help and somebody that can hold you accountable and you can hold them accountable. You know, that's what you got to do because, you know, it's like sort of like a support group. You know, people will keep you honest and, 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 and that's good, you know, because you are on the same page and you want something like that. So... Why not do it together? That's all I'm saying. We got about five minutes left on the show. I'm going to start. I did, remember I told you I was going to go back to what the CDC said about fighting the disease with a plant-based diet and how it relates to COVID. And I'm going to read this. I'm not going to go from any of my statistics and things I got. I'm going to read this real briefly. And then we'll be through with our show. You're listening to... Plant-Based for Life on the Streets Are Talking 24-Hour Podcast Network. I am Will, your host, the Plant-Based Pro, and we're talking about transitioning to a plant-based diet.
from a regular diet of meat and animal products. But here, this is what the CDC had to say. This is what the Centers for Disease Control had to say. And they said, according to the Centers for Disease All right, so we had some technical difficulties, and now I'm back. Well, anyway, I'm reading something about the CDC. And they were talking about the uh, things that affect our community. Um, obesity, stroke, obesity, uh, cancer, diabetes, arthritis. And studies have shown that diets centered around plants, vegetables, fruits, whole grains, <clears throat> beans, lentils, soy, nuts, and seeds can significantly reduce your risk and even reverse chronic disease. So Harvard did a study and uh, they uh, found out that some folks that was given eight or more servings of fruits and vegetables a day were 30% less likely to have a heart attack or stroke with those that had less than that. So simply, uh, plant-based foods, you make that the center of your lifestyle, and then uh, you know, you'll live a lot better. You'll be better at dealing with some of the other issues that you have health-wise. Now, the one we asked, he asked the question, can you explain how a poor diet can be contributing to adverse health complications with COVID-19? And he said, it's to, to be clear, we're not suggesting that an unhealthy diet is what's causing people to have adverse complications with COVID-19. There are many risk factors that doctors and epidemiologists still don't know about the disease. However, it has become clear that those with underlying conditions, some of which are attributable to bad eating habits, are at a higher risk of fatality from COVID-19. So it says individuals who have serious heart conditions like cardiovascular disease and a body mass index, BMI, of 40 or higher fall under the category of those who are at the higher risk for severe illness and adverse complications from COVID-19, says Dr. Kitchens. Poor eating habits and other lifestyle factors can play a large role in determining one's risk of heart disease and BMI which is term puts people in the high risk groups for severe illness with COVID-19. So the bottom line is this. COVID-19 affects those who have a poor diet, poor lifestyle. COVID-19, and now that we're in a twindemic with the flu, is what's killing folks quickly that get this disease. So I'm telling you, if you want to switch your diet, you want to switch your lifestyle, contact me at plantbasedforlife.com. Reach out to me on the Facebook page, Plant Based for Life. It's spelled plant-based, the number four, life, L-Y-F-E. Next week's show, we're going to be talking about CBD. I'm going to be interviewing an expert. Make sure you tune in. And remember, thank you for joining us. Have an awesome night. And remember, PB4L. Good night, folks. <laughs>